0: On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, the Michigan State football team is back. Let's talk about it.
1: You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, Monday. November thirtieth the year is twenty twenty. Back, 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 back,
1: back, back, back. Twenty nine twenty back, 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 back. Let's go. Nope. Sorry. No. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna contain myself. I'm gonna contain myself. This is growth, Will. This is growth because this isn't the first time, Will, this year that Mel Tucker and the boys have gotten a top fifteen win this year, Will. So I'm gonna act like I've been here before this time, Will. I'm going to restrain myself and wait for you to finish the introduction. That's called growth, Will. That's called growth. Back, baby. Let's go.
0: I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my, oh, so ready to say this basketball team is better than last year's co-host, Matt Sheehan.
1: I, uh, don't. Don't make me do it. Don't <laughs> wait. I got to tell you, th- that is a saucy, saucy basketball team we have in our hands. Unselfish, very well balanced. Yeah. And I gotta say, I, tracking, tracking very hard towards like a top 10 defensive team in the country this year, man. Like, ooh, Them boys can play the shooty hoops, Will. And they can do it after a football team gets a top 10 win. They can do it after a hockey team gets an overtime win. They can do it to make a great Saturday, baby. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're back, 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 back.
0: It was a good Saturday. Um, on it today's okay. show. It was okay. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> we are not going to talk basketball yet. We're going to save that for tomorrow because, you know, non conference, Notre Dame, you know, we're still learning about this team. There's going to be plenty of victories, we think, this season. And tomorrow, it'll lead perfectly into. The Duke game, which is Absolutely. on Tuesday night, so we're gonna save basketball for tomorrow. And you know what? This might be the last victory uh, Monday we get for football, match So <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa! Just because Penn State beat Michigan
0: doesn't mean well, the Indy Lions are like an automatic might. loss.
1: Now, I said
0: might. I said might. I know. No, nah, I know, State's but I struggling. had to throw the
1: barb in Michigan there too, so yeah, that, that yeah, left yeah. the door wide open for me to do that. So, God, what a way to start the Saturday too! Just oh, ooh, it was year six to eight million dollar man losing oh. by ten to a winless team. <laughs> I hate to see that.
0: Double-digit loss at home to a winless mm. team.
1: Mm. First you... time this season that must have happened to them, right? yeah oh. wow.
0: Shoot. <laughs> the first time in the history of Michigan football program they lost to an 0-5 or worse team.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Shoot. What a, what a shame, Will. I absolutely hate to see it. Mm. You talk about a tone setter for a Saturday, man. Tough look for... Oh, that was welcome.
0: Tough look for old old Jimmy there. Uh, But on today's show, we are going to talk about Michigan State football's uh, really nice, impressive win over Northwestern. Uh, Very. Top 10 win, second ranked win, second top 15 win for Mel Tucker in his first five games. And, you know, there are certain things that we can look at from this game and be like, hey, uh, they're getting better. Yeah. Things are things are getting better. Yeah, they're yeah. Sure. there's sure. been some bad. there's sure. been some bad this season. Not here to talk about that today. Yeah. <laughs> but also, looks like it's getting a little better. Yeah. So we'll talk about that game from all angles. That's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single today. Today's show uh, is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Matt, are you ready?
1: Well, absolutely, man. Where, where do you want to take this to start off? Um, I, 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 there's got, a lot of I've got of a, a, a road I can go down to. Sure. Hit so me. we talked before the game, and you know we lay out the br- blueprint of how they make this work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you, you bounce it to the outside in the run game. Mm-hmm. You use Jordan Simmons. You use Jalen Hill. You use Jaden Reed. You get some jet sweeps going, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You just use the outside part of the game. And then we said, well, it's probably not going to happen because they'll just do inside zone 19 times, mm-hmm. and it won't work. Well, I cannot make any sense of this team whatsoever <laughs> because they barely went to the outside. They barely did any screen passes, if any. They did inside zone all the time and got by golly will it worked it actually worked they got 4.1 yards per carry on the game did it work all the time no of course not but uh, w- will th- it, it worked I-, I can't make sense of how this team got it done jordan simmons couldn't even play he was he was hurt uh-huh. he was injured he was out when i saw that before the game i was like whoa, that is gonna be a major dagger into any hopes of winning this game well, Connor Hayward, 24 carries, 96 yards, that's fine. But Rocky Lombardi, ooh, with some big, big runs there at the end. One to continue the go-ahead field goal. Uh, drive and another to ice the game and shave two more minutes off the clock with a big 12-yard gain on third and 10. Oh, my, oh, my. The run game was cooking, Will. It was cooking. Well, relatively speaking. I mean, they're, yeah, still they're okay. Average 4.1 yards a carry. But for this team, Will, for this team against that Wildcat defense... I'll classify that as cooking. So, I, <laughs> this is just a long monologue way of saying, like, dude, I, I I don't get this team, man. I thought they had a 0% chance of winning this game. I thought they had a 0% chance of winning the Michigan game. Those are the only two games they've won this year. This is when I just think that they have no shot of pulling out the victory. But Mel Tucker and the boys, get it done, baby. They get it
0: done, baby. So Were you as
1: surprised as I was?
0: Yeah. um, couple things. Yeah. So, I... I Wrote a little bit about this, spartanswill.substack.com. Game film review is up. Uh, A few different things played into the success in the run game. Now, I will say we were talking about perimeter runs, threatening the edges, yada, yada, yada. When Jordan Simmons got announced uh, as out, that, like, even for me, I was like, okay, they can't spend... All day trying to get to the edge with Connor Hayward and Elijah Collins. Of course, right, 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 um, right. Still wanted to see them do it. They did it a little bit, not quite enough. I mean, and really, it was frustrating because anytime they got to the perimeter or tried to get to the perimeter, they got there. Like a toss sweep to Connor Hayward gains you seven yards. Right, that's. That should kind of tell you everything about it. And they were running a little bit more. They hadn't really run. They'd run like two stretch zone plays all season. Maybe they mm, ran right. a, they ran a few more of those, and that helps you get to the perimeter. And your read starts on that outside, and you work in. So that's you know an outside run where you can get the edge. They did a jet sweep in a key spot, although it was kind of like the pop pass, so it goes down as a, a reception for Naylor. Um, to to pick up a first down, and and Lombardi did a good job threatening the edge, uh, in zone read game. So they did a little bit of that, and and it worked when they did. I thought they would have done more. I would have done more. Uh, and it, it, I don't know. It's kind of hard to argue with the results considering the context. Yeah. Right. I mean, they carried the ball forty seven times. <laughs> they carried the rock.
1: Mark Antonio so, was smiling somewhere yeah. watching this on phone, so, Man, yeah. You
0: know, get one hundred ninety five rushing yards is nice. Needing 47 carries to do that isn't great, but against a defense like that, with the context of what they were doing before that on the ground, like they played one of the top rushing defenses in the country and right. went over their season average by like a yard and a half per carry. So, they the best
1: they've done before this in yards per carry was the Michigan game when they got 3.3 3 yards per carry. Yeah. The other games they never even broke 2.6 yards 7. per carry. Yep. Yeah, and now 7. 4. Point, so 4.1 might as well seem like 8.9 <laughs> no, like well after
0: be. that game. So, a few things went into it. Mm-hmm. Uh they, they did block better. Flatly yeah. blocked totally. better. Nick Samac uh played High really game. well. Um, he's moving off double teams. He's very fluid. Um, I think he's going to be a really good center. And if you just look at him, he's a monster. Like the dude is like, he makes barrel chested people look like me and you. Um, (laughs) and when he, he can get out on screens so well, we know that he can pull, uh, they did a toss sweep with him and Duplaine pulling out in front and they, both those guys move really well. And he's starting to get the inside stuff. He's getting off double teams really quick and getting into linebackers and like dude, getting off a double team and getting into Patty Fisher in the hole isn't easy. Like that's a really tough assignment. Uh, And he was doing a good job. And AJR Curie is is just a good player. Duplane had some good moments. Um, Jarvis was, you know, Jarvis has just been sort of okay. Like they weren't bad. They were, they were solid. And against that kind of front, Solid is more than enough. So that's one thing. They definitely blocked better. Second thing, we have to talk. I think I don't know for a minute at least about. We're gonna have to go to the next break or the next segment in a minute. Um, Rocky Lombardi as a runner is this is the first wow. time they've done it all year?
1: We could do twenty minutes on Rocky Lombardi. Uh, Rocky Lombardi. Rocky Lombardi. Should I say? Um, if you really wanted to. Um,
0: I mean, we've talked about it. The, this offense, the run game really relies on quarterback run to help swing the math advantage in their favor. It turns a six-man run scheme into a seven-man run scheme, and that lets you run against six- and seven-man boxes, which you can't do when you've got five blockers and a running back. You, you need to have additional bodies in there, and that brings additional defenders in there. So anytime your quarterback can be a threat as a runner, that is going to help the entirety of the run game, and it's—I don't think that's a coincidence. Ten for sixty-five, and then you've got Connor Hayward rushing for nearly a hundred yards, and the team going for almost two hundred against a really good front. That's—that's that's not a coincidence. And Rocky looked pretty healthy. He looked—he yeah, totally. looked. I mean, he wasn't blazing out there, but he looked like he was moving better than he has all season. And just the fact that they called four or five zone read plays, which they would called like one or two a game with him. They called four QB draws and he scrambled a couple times as well. That to me shows they're a little bit more confident in his health that they're willing to call those plays and they're like, okay, he can do this a little bit and it's totally necessary and it makes a world of difference. It can take a really awful run game and make it passable, which is what you got and which can be enough when you consider that they can throw the ball for an eighty-yard touchdown on any play as long as they have eighty yards in front of them.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were gonna throw it to a the break there.
0: Oh God, <laughs> Matt! All right, I'm. Gonna...
1: Why knew we're up against it? I, I know I can't babble for like twenty seconds or anything. Continue it after the break.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna edit this out. Okay, perfect. But we need to. Pause here for just a second. We'll come back and talk more about this. I think we should pick up with Lombardi on the other end as well because I have some things to say, Matt. This, I think everyone does at this point, <laughs> right? Mostly what the hell. Yeah, th- uh, yeah, that's the same with everyone else, right? <laughs> uh, first, a word from Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time. But every now and then, it's important to stop and hit the reset button, and that's when you reach for a cool, delicious Coors Lights mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill. Matt, tell me about your Saturday Coors Lights.
1: I didn't think anything could beat a top 10 Coors Light, like a nice victory Coors Light. But how about a top 10 victory Coors Light before watching your top 15 basketball team tip off and roll Notre Dame into the ground Coors Light? How about that Coors Light, Will? I would say that was pretty refreshing.
0: Those. Must have been so refreshing.
1: They were just absolutely dynamite.
0: Incredibly refreshing Coors Light, and you know what? Regardless, whenever you have a, a Coors Light, your golf course, you're chilling yeah. on the couch. Job interview, yeah. Job interview, <laughs> funeral,
1: yeah. shower. Whatever you want it. Whenever shower. you
0: have a Coors Light, it's gonna be cold, refreshing because it's made to chill, Matt. This beer is cold lagered. It is cold it is. filtered. And its cold package is literally made to chill. It's literally yeah, right. made to chill, and that's why it's the beer we choose when we need to. win one, to so when you hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay, so if this run game can be that, and I, I'm not, I'm not ready to buy it just yet. Mm-hmm. It's nice, no,
1: understandably so,
0: right? It's nice to see it against a quality opponent. There were times last season where we'd see it, but it was like, oh, Western, oh, Illinois, right? Sure. And then you'd yeah. face a good front seven, and they'd kind of get stuffed. Although they did okay against Northwestern last year in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite ready to buy it just yet, and I don't think anyone else is going to be. But I'm, I'm willing to buy that improvement has been made and be confident in the fact that they can continue to improve. Now I don't think there's any sort of top 20 offense in the future of this group with that offensive line as constructed currently. I think you got to bring in new guys, just higher talent level players. But can they become a solid unit? I think they can. I mean, they're never I don't think they're going to be something to write home about. About, but like, they can become pretty solid as an offensive line, get you four-ish yards per carry against solid teams consistently, do enough to take pressure off the quarterback. You clearly have a play caller who's going to lean on the run a ton. So can they be something that can be leaned on a little bit and you hit a big play here or there in the pass game and you scratch out wins until the talent gets upgraded to a level where you can just... Bully people and run the ball, yeah. I think that's within the realm of possibility.
1: G- getting to just solid would be a massive win for this oh, offensive yeah. line of the year, right? Because like just like you're saying, you, you know, you're not ready to buy in completely to the run game working, and that's beyond understandable. I mean, not just from where this team has been the last few years, few, few years in the run game, but also so far this season. Like it's not like they walked into this game being like, oh, okay, they're just a little second or run game. They, they were absolutely terrible. So yeah, this was a great. Great game. More than probably a lot of people could have asked for from the offensive line and the running backs this game. Yeah. So, yeah, a little reluctance, though, because of what has happened before. But, yeah, like, you do see the building blocks of what can be a solid end to the season in the run department. And, like, that's very exciting because uh, Lord knows, we know how much offensive line play uh, is is critical to a good season and good wins like this. Yeah, so So, a
0: little bit better blocking. Little Like, Connor Hayward has gotten better just within this season. He's, yeah. a, he's a better running back than certainly he was last year. The dude's a big guy. He's now running behind his pads. He's plowing people over. Nice to see running through arm tackles. Little bit getting better with the vision. Getting, you know, it's a holes quicker. It's getting a little better. That's nice to see. Jordan Simmons, we didn't get to see him this game. He's, he's their most talented running back. Like, If he can keep improving, the the line can improve a little bit. You add in the quarterback run element, everyone's learning the scheme better, getting to know their blocking assignments better, adjustments on the fly, that sort of thing, It, it, it can come. And I think you saw a nice little small but not insignificant first step. Remember, you know, this is 2013 against Iowa, and obviously totally different circumstances, but it went from, like, This is a disaster offense to, oh, my God, was that semi-competence on offense?
1: Was that a built drive?
0: And then they just sort of kept building from there. And this team doesn't have the time to do that, but they might next year, and it's just something, it's a step to build on. And it's, you know, if you would have told me the second-worst rushing offense in the country was going to go for over four yards of carry against Northwestern's top 25 rush defense, wouldn't have believed you. But they did. They found a way to get there, and that's really – Nice to see. Also nice to see, Matt.
1: I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Where am I going? Uh, Rocky Lombardi's decision-making. Like, <laughs> yeah, 11 of 27 passing. Uh, that's not the sexiest line, but I, if, Look, if yeah. we have all watched where Rocky Lombardi was the last two games as a quarterback and watched what he did on Saturday, no, that's, that's a very welcome sight. That is a very welcomed uh, 11 for 27 performance out there, Will.
0: It was very nice to see him flush from the pocket, rolling out, Buying time, seeing a receiver, noticing the traffic around him, and instead of trying to force the ball, deciding, eh, I'm just gonna run this sucker for seven yards. It's,
1: it's 11 for 27 with one interception instead of 11 for 27 with four interceptions. You know, like that's that's the growth that he made over the the kind of quasi bye week that they had there.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a small thing, and they were talking about it on the broadcast, and I have no doubt that they've been saying this to him like they said on the broadcast watching film he's just trying to do too much at times Totally. Obviously. Like yep. Rocky you're you're a big strong dude, you're a good athlete, you got a rocket for an arm. You don't have to try to make every play. Eat a play. Turf a ball, run for 5 yards, slide, live to play another down. He's got to Speaking of Oh, no, sorry. Oh no, I'm going to I'm going to keep going.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Real quick. Like He's got to learn that, and that's a skill. That's a skill that has to be learned, and I'm not surprised. I tweeted this out. I'm not surprised that it's something he has to learn because of his personality. He's just that type of, like, I can do this. I'm, I'm like, in charge. I'm making this throw, and he's got a strong arm. We know that, so he believes that he can do it. You got to find the balance to it. And a, a seven yard gain, like the first one he had where he's rolling and he's like, I'm going to throw it. No, I, I seriously was watching. I was like, no, don't throw it. Right. And yes. he was like starting to, and then he brought it back down and ran for seven yards. I was like, that is one of the nicest growth. things. I That is like, we literally just saw growth. <laughs> We're right, watching yeah, it. Totally. And then you look and he can still throw a 50 yard deep ball perfectly on the money. He can hit a beautiful slot fade on the money. He can throw seams. He can throw all sorts of things, and honestly, eleven to twenty-seven, like he should have been seventeen to 27, 18. He had th- th- at least three drops.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he also had some massive moments in that eleven for twenty-seven too, like the twenty-yard completion to set up the game yeah. time field goal. Like, heck yeah, yeah. man! Well, it, look at you, Rocky.
0: Go on, Rocky. He can make big-time throws. He's gonna miss. He's gonna miss throws. That's just. He's just gonna miss throws. And he's going to make bad decisions occasionally, and he's going to misread coverages and throw interceptions. Like, that's just kind of where he's at right now. But if he can be healthy enough to run competently, which he was this game, if he can still stretch the field with his big arm and hit deep balls, which he seems to be really – like, we are – we. I don't think we're putting enough value on that when we talk about him. Like, Mm -hmm. Matt, they covered 75 yards in a single play. Yes, Speedy cooked the DB, but he put it out there 50 yards right on him.
1: Yeah, dropped it right in the bucket. right. So,
0: like, right going 75 yards in a single play is really freaking valuable, and he's really he's been really good at it. And he's getting better at other things, touch throws, stuff like that. So there's enough good there. Like, you know, we're not going to defend his last two weeks in the Iowa and Indiana, and honestly, he's liable to do that at any time. <laughs> He really is. But if he can curtail some of those bad decisions like he did against Northwestern, eat some plays, not turn a, a mediocre play into an awful play, avoid those, he can be a good quarterback. I don't know that he's ever going to blow us away with like the, this professional savvy and pocket presence and this, that, and the other. But like the dude can make almost any throw you want he can stretch the field, he can run it, he can get physical, and he's a good leader. Like, you could do a hell of a lot worse than that for your college quarterback.
1: It goes back to our discussion about the run game. Like, at some point, you're just starting for average. Like, right now, for Rocky, like, I'd I'd be fine with just a pretty average, maybe a tick above average Rocky. Mm -hmm. And that's, despite 11 for 27, I feel like that's what we got on Saturday. And it seemed to work. It seemed to work.
0: Yeah, he was fine. He was up and down. He made some big throws. He had a... Really bad interception. Of course. Had sure. some drops that shouldn't have been dropped and missed some throws. Like, that's kind of his standard day, and I think his completion percentage is just generally going to be lower. Again, like we said, that he should have been right around 50%, maybe a little bit higher without the drops, and his QBR was 84, which I don't know anything. <laughs> like, yeah. I, QBR remains a mystery to me.
1: But I'll never even try to find out what it means, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. If you have two quarterbacks like give me like if we're comparing Peyton Ramsey or Rocky Lombardi, Ramsey, mm-hmm. a guy who floats deep balls, who can't really push the ball down the field, but it's going to be efficient, manage a game, generally accurate, and just kind of safe. Although, you know, he had a couple picks here, but like just a generally mm-hmm. safe option that's not going to really do much bad, but isn't also going to do much good. I'd rather have the dude that can give me extremely great, but also risks, like, bad.
1: Team chaos, baby. Give me the excitement. Give me the needle mover. (laughs) It really,
0: like, reading coverage is a skill that's going to take time for him. Of course. And it's just going to take reps and film reps, and it takes time. But decision-making, seeing that and saying, I'm just going to eat this one, or, like, I'm just going to run for five yards. I'm just going to try to get the first down with my feet, and we'll go to the next down, like, that stuff can be learned pretty quickly, and it's only one game, and he's, like we said, liable to have an Iowa at any point. Seems like
1: he kind of had a little spot of growth there, Matt. Not growth. Yeah, big time. Like, I, I was I was celebrating a little bit when I saw him throw the ball out of bounds, and, like, yeah, it, it was a weird feeling to, to do that. But, yeah, if, if you yeah. saw the Iowa-Indiana game, you'd understand why. And most likely our listeners did watch those games, and yeah. they probably – Agree with uh, the sentiment we're seeing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he accounted for 230 yards and two touchdowns and an interception. And picked up a lot nice of – he picked up some really important first downs.
1: You know what else he picked up? What? A top 10 win, baby. A top 10, a top 10, top win. 10 win. baby. A top 10 oh, win. That's what we're a talking about. top 10 of. win.
0: <laughs> um, I want to talk about, when we get back, just sort of this team and what we make of them and Mel Tucker and just sort of like the foundation – they're laying yeah
1: man just that's sort of the ongoing vibe discussion that changes every week so yeah yeah I, I'm no i know
0: it. but just sort of the vibe we're getting vibe check
1: that's right sure. we're, at. we're at
0: vibe check uh so we'll do that here in just a second but first a word from built bar
1: built bar build those bars baby.
0: built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever it's the best you're never going to find anything better it's the best no. And they've got a new and improved built bar that is even more delicious. Six new flavors, Matt. You want to hear them? Hit me, Will. Do it. Caramel brownie. Yes. Cookies and cream. Sold. Cherry barcia. Give it to me. Lemon almond cheesecake. Oh, my. Oh, my. Carrot cake, which I'm all about. And apple almond crisp. Those are the six new flavors joining the 12 delicious original flavors, Matt. And these bars, they are all covered And 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. They are absolutely delicious, and they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt.
1: But they're delicious on your body. They
0: are delicious on your body. These things are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Check out the Cookies and Cream bar, Matt. You hear Cookies and Cream, you're like, there's no way that can be healthy.
1: It's the best ice cream flavor. Surely, surely does not belong in a protein bar, Will. Come
0: on. 17 grams of protein. No. Only 130 calories. Oh, God. Only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Can you believe it?
1: Rack me. Just rack me with the, the Built Bar, Will. Oh,
0: it is absolutely unbelievable. Try it out today. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at builtbar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt. Okay, Will. Vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> how how are you feeling? Just just I know we do this after a win we get too high and then after losses we get too low. Mm-hmm. But just try to take a step back. Consider everything. Look around, look around the conference, maybe at some rivals, some other programs, uh, maybe take a peek at I don't know, Mississippi State or other places with new first-time head coaches. But of course, yes. How
1: you feeling? Fine. Like, pretty good. Like, if the season ended today, you're two and three. Yeah. You had some three stinkers. You had some really two good ones, though. Yeah. Like, pretty solid. Going forward the rest of the season, now, do we want to lie to ourselves and say this Ohio State game is happening, or do you want to just chalk it up as a cancellation? It's
0: either, I guess, it's either a no contest or an L. So, let's, no contest it is.
1: Let's let's like it's no contest. So you finish the season against Penn State, a team that you probably equal equal with right yeah. now. And then whoever you're going to get from the West, you um, got a I coin
0: flip to to get to 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 get to three and three, and then probably another coin flip to finish four and three if you can win. Like that's well, yeah, it could four and three could happen. It's not crazy. Sure. They can easily go two and five, but four and three can happen. And let's let's say it's three and four, just sure.
1: because let, let, uh, it's, it's not worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is obviously two and whatever. But let, let's say three and four. I still feel like that's a pretty okay season. Yeah. Just like you're saying, like look around you. Like Penn State is an inferno right now. Ann Arbor is an even a uh, hotter mess right now. Or just around the country too with first year head coaches. Like I don't know how many first year head coaches are really doing that great. I'm, listen, I'm not saying that this is a fantastic year or that three and four should be, you know, celebrated with a parade down Grand River. But, you know, for the 48,000th time, let's reiterate what's been going on. Quarantine, shutdowns, you barely know your players. Uh, you, you practice for about six minutes before uh, the season even begins. Like, And you've got two pretty damn good wins. Like, mm-hmm. this is insane. I mean, just ask Jim Harbaugh how tough it is to get top 15 wins, man. Like, it, not not too easy. Mel Tucker's yeah. got two of them already. Yeah, but, again, like, does he have those stinkers? Yeah, of course. But I think those are expected. In a year zero scenario, when you're replacing a lot of talent on the roster, when you're breaking in a new quarterback. Do you know what's not expected, though? Is beating your rival in the second game of the year after you lost to Rutgers and getting a top ten win. And I know everyone's going to say, not everyone, just the haters, are going to say, oh, well, Northwestern was overrated. Not really. I feel like eight was a pretty responsible ranking for what Northwestern was. That is an elite, elite, elite defense that they have there. Like, sure, their offense is nothing great. But that defense was good enough to shut down Wisconsin. That defense has been good enough to do some good things this year. So, yeah, it's it's a good win, no matter how you want to slice it. Like, Mel Tucker's got two good wins. Season ends today. That's two more good wins than I thought they would get to start the season. Did yeah. I think that they would go defeated, not get a win. No, of course not. I thought they'd get some wins, but I thought they'd come against maybe your mediocre teams. You lost those games. Okay, fine. You bounce back with two great <laughs> wins. How do I feel about the season, Will? Baseline, good. Like, they could lose out, and I still feel like, okay, yeah, this could have been a lot worse. I'm pretty okay with how things shook out this year.
0: Yeah. Um, Baylor had lost, like, a new head coach at Baylor. They had lost, like, five games in a row until they just beat Kansas State. Missouri's is 2-3. and three. We know Mike Leach has had a really tough time at Mississippi State. Mike Norvell, it's been a near disaster at Florida State. You know, there's certainly like Sam Pittman's done good at Arkansas and Shiano's done good at Rutgers. And, you know, it's not all bad, but it's certainly a mixed bag when you're starting a new regime. And like nobody but Colorado started later than Michigan State. Mm -hmm. And, you know, two and three at this point with a couple of quality wins, it's not bad in terms of the result. It's certainly, I don't know, better than we thought after the Rutgers game, it's it's we didn't have much expectations. We're like, okay, maybe they can hang with Northwestern for a little bit. They're two touchdown underdogs. Don't really how, don't really see how they can win. But maybe they can hang close, right? You know, winning a game like that against a team that's number eight—that's pretty darn good.
1: Can I just talk about the oh, cliche a little bit? Like, I just want to kind of get hold into the on. cliche of like I, how they did win it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um. And then you look within the locker room and the quotes and you feel like they're buying in, right? You, mm-hmm. Here I know it's the leaders and the captains and the guys who play a lot and there's going to be a bunch of turnover. Like there are going to be a lot of new faces in East Lansing next season. But you know when guys are saying, "Yeah, we like we love coach Tuck. He's going to get us back to where we used to be." Rocky Lombardi said that. You know, Simmons has been like effusive in his praise. A lot of guys have said really good things about just the establishment of the culture and building the foundation, all the cliches that coaches say when they get hired. It seems like there's buy-in, and it's not just what they say. It's how they play, Matt. Like a 1-3 in team that just got dump trucked by Iowa and Indiana, (laughs) they could easily be like, you know what? We're kind of not feeling this season. We're just going to sim to the end. Go look in Ann Arbor. They're simming to the end of the season right now. A lot of teams are just like checking out a little bit. This team's yeah. not doing that. They're punching way above their weight when they really kind of have no reason or no like it, it doesn't make sense that they are, they're doing that. They have no reason to except for they just want to win and they want to build something. And that's a really promising start. It's just a start, but it's a promising start.
1: No, right on. And this is the cliche I was going to talk about. Is like, and you could all roll your eyes at this, but that was some some pretty serious adversity they faced after sure. watching your seventeen point lead dwindle down to a three point deficit late in the game when your offense really hasn't done anything since the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, that takes uh, that takes grit, Hutspot. that takes energy, and you know what it does. Well, do you know what it actually shows that that a culture change has happened? I, I know I've used a whole culture change thing as a punchline in the past, but th- we actually saw that on Saturday. Like that was a very Good win. Get your head out of your you-know-what when things get bad. And they made it happen. Like, yeah, did the offense do what they had to do at the end? They did. It it wasn't touchdowns, but it was just enough. And against that Wildcat defense, just enough is pretty incredible. Matt Coughlin, hey, dude. Dude. Hats off to you, man. Those were two <laughs> incredible kicks you hit there down the end. I was not too thrilled that they were playing for the lawn field goal, but you know what? Coughlin, you can make the lawn field goals, and you owe me one clean punch in the face for doubting your abilities otherwise. But yeah, I mean Would just you like say you're his saying name I, right. It's either Coughlin or Coughlin. Coughlin. I, I, I get, okay, I get I get corrected one way or another, however I do it. But regardless. I've always thought it's just Coughlin. To, Matt
0: Coughlin. That's how I've always heard it's been oh okay, it doesn't matter.
1: Matty Ice. Maddie Ice. Regardless, I mean Long story short, big like I, I think kick. we're starting to retire the uh, big
0: kick energy. Big, oh, I
1: like that. <laughs> oh, I
0: like
1: oh we'll yes. That. Get yeah. the t-shirts going. <laughs> get, let's get with home field. Get the get the shirts. Oh it. my god,
0: I'm tweeting that right now.
1: Anyway, long story short, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the, the culture change thing is going from punchline to, like, actual serious thing because they, they could have turtled this season. They could have turtled after you let the 17-point lead evaporate. You could have after you got clapped by Indiana and Iowa back-to-back games, but no, like, that, that's a team that simply wanted to win, Will. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, that was a refreshing sight to see. And love the quotes coming out of after the postgame, too. This is big time, Will. Yeah. This is fun. Spartan sports are fun again, Will. Whew. Oh, you know what? We
0: needed that weekend. We that was fun.
1: It. That, that was just sensational. And for the Lions fans out there, look at that. The ones that think that uh, you know, Patricia and Quinn getting fired, too, will mean anything. It yeah, won't, but it's just, just the ones there that think go. it will mean something. Good there for them, go. too.
0: Yeah. Oh, Good weekend. Well, hopefully the, the good weekend mojo can continue into tomorrow as we will continue into tomorrow talking MSU hoops, this really fun, versatile, lockdown, clamp-throwing defensive team. Really interesting, excited to watch them play Uh, a a team that is going to be one of the upper caliber teams you would think in college basketball as they travel to a high school gym to play against Duke (laughs) in the Champions Classic Campus Edition. We will uh, talk about what they've done their first couple of games and then kind of look ahead to the Duke game as well on tomorrow's show. That's the plan. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Matt, take us home.
1: Go green. Let's have a week, everyone.